Hi, welcome back to Not A Girl Boss. I'm McKenna. And I'm Peyton. And it's pretty crazy to say this, but this is the last week where we get to record in person. Yeah. We are getting ready to move back. Honestly, by the time you hear this, I think we'll both have already moved back. Um, yeah. Home, we'll be out of our college apartment and back in our hometown. So don't yeah. worry, we're still gonna record the podcast. We are currently testing out some different softwares that'll allow us to record from our different states. Um, but yeah, it's a little bittersweet. This is the last podcast that we get to record face-to-face, so yeah. we hope it's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been nice to like sit down every week with one another and have this time to just talk. Uh, when you're at college living with somebody, you can get kind of caught up in all of the work that you're doing, everything that you have to do, so it's been nice that we're forced to set aside time to do this with one another. So it, it'll be sad because we'll be apart for like four months, yeah, close to four, four months. months. So it'll, it'll be an interesting experience, but we're excited to, conti- to keep continuing this podcast over the summer because obviously we're going to keep doing it. Yeah, and so it's been an interesting week in terms of like finals and end of year events. Um, it's been fun to just kind of like see everything come to a close and it's crazy because that means that when we come back to campus we will be seniors which is insane I feel like I was just a freshman um the idea of like introducing myself and having to tell somebody like hi I'm a senior in college Mm. it sounds way too adult it sounds way too close to being a professional and I, I can't. I can't think about yeah. that right now. <laughs> Especially since I feel like I was just a senior in high school. Yeah. I don't I don't understand. I knew people told me that college was going to go by really fast. And it definitely did because I'm like, where did this time go? Yeah, and I think the pandemic definitely played a really big part in that process for both of us. The pandemic hit when we were both second semester freshmen Mm -hmm. and you know now we're about to be seniors so it's definitely taken a toll on our college experience but we thought it could be nice to kind of reflect on this semester that we've had and kind of go through our highs and lows kind of take you guys through the whole thing and um yeah basically just kind of wrap this up and get excited for senior year because I do think for as like scary as it kind of is I'm genuinely so excited to be a senior and all of the different things that are going to come with that. Yeah. So I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. And we keep talking about burnout. So it'll be nice to only have one year left of <laughs> school. So yeah, definitely. can't say that, that that hurts at all. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's start this semester recap. Do you want to yeah. kick it off? Um, yeah. So this semester was interesting for me. Just it, it was a weird shift from going from studying abroad the first semester and living in London, which was an amazing experience. I love London. It's truly like my favorite city I've ever been to. I haven't been to that many places internationally, but definitely my favorite place I've ever been in. So it felt really strange then having to come back onto campus and be in this very small, uneventful (laughs) college town that we live in. Um, It just was an entire like 180 from what our life was like living in London. 
So I definitely felt like I had to adapt to being in a totally different environment, even though I, yes, I've had multiple different semesters here at this campus. It was just like a big shift and I really loved being in London, like I said, so I was upset that I couldn't be there anymore. Um, but also this was the first semester that I was fully back and like acclimated onto campus since I guess, yeah, second semester freshman year because we lived on campus fully our sophomore year, you know, when the pandemic was still really kind of in full force, but we were mainly like isolated into our dorms, but all of my classes were online. So I was on campus and in a dorm, but not going to any classes in person. Yeah. Our so, only escape was literally our trips to Target. <laughs> yeah. So you had a couple classes in person during that time. Yeah, I had to go to a chemistry lab and then I had French, I think once a week. Yeah. It was like a hybrid situation. Yeah. Both, both of those were. So. Yeah. I didn't want to have like some of my classes in person and some of them online. So I just opted to do all of them online. Mm -hmm. And that was for a full year. And so this is the first time I've been back and like going in person to all my classes and everything. So it's been really strange thinking that the last time I was really going into all of these buildings was when I was a freshman and now I'm a second semester junior. So it was really it was really strange for me to like have that happen this semester. I did really enjoy doing that. It added a bit of like normalcy back into my life, which I feel like we've lost for the past like two years or so. Definitely. Um, so I, I've liked being like back on the campus and being in buildings on our campus and all of that stuff. Um, but yeah, it was it was a shift, um, but I enjoyed it. It was also different because we weren't living in a dorm. We were living in our own apartment. Um, so finally <laughs> finally and i'm really grateful that we were able to have that because i just i do not like living in a dorm it's not ideal but i feel like it's a rite of passage that people have to go through but we paid our dues yes <laughs> it we was, did <laughs> it was our time to leave that so it's been nice to be in our own place and be able to like cook have our own bedrooms yes that honestly i think is one of the biggest like changes mm -hmm. because we did have an apartment in london it was still like through our schools like housing and everything but we were all in the same room like literally like our beds stacked right next to each other oh we could have we looked like we were in camp i could have held peyton's yeah. hand every night before yeah. going to sleep we yeah. were that close yeah we were <laughs> We were very, like, tightly packed in there. Um, we made the most of it, though. We, we did. Had to, we moved some stuff around, got the furniture situated so yeah. that everybody kind of... You could really tell that each section of the room belonged mm -hmm. to a specific person. Yeah. Because we had another roommate, too, so it was three girls in one room that was probably meant for one person, maybe two people. I would say yeah, maybe two a people. couple. <laughs> not, not, like, two separate <laughs> people. Um, but it, and then also when we lived in our dorm, our school has like an interesting like dorm setup where you could live 
in like a double but there's like a half wall in the middle yeah so it allows like a bit of like separation and privacy but you're still like in the same room there's no like doors or anything Mm -hmm. um so like we were able to have like a little bit of privacy but like you're still in like a tiny little shoebox dorm um so we were still in like pretty close quarters but it was very interesting having our own rooms mckenna has told me that she she realizes that she can't just like walk over and like i can't just go me anymore be like hey what are you doing which honestly let's be real i just knock on her door now and do the exact same thing but it requires a little bit more effort because i can't just call out hey yeah what's up yeah. I actually I actually have to get up and knock. And then sometimes mm-hmm. she doesn't hear me, which is really funny. Because then I'll <laughs> knock and I'll say, like, hey. And then she, I get no response. And so I just, like, slowly walk away. Like, okay, she is busy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's weird. I think we've been so used to being very close to one another. And I think we worked out, like, a good, I don't know way of like living through that and giving each other like space and everything while being that close to one another so it was kind of strange having our own rooms it was definitely nice because i think it's important for people to have like their own space and you know their own privacy and like especially i know me like my personality i need to like just be on my own and have like no distractions and just like have my own time for myself that's kind of how I like recharge so it was definitely nice for me to be in my own room but I definitely did notice that like I could tend to like isolate in there a bit more just because I've never had an experience of living here in my own room so I feel like we probably like I don't know bothered each other more <laughs> when we lived together uh in the Not same even bothered room. we just no. like it was a little bit easier to, to to kind of yeah. start those interactions and yeah. start those conversations. We were just, like, always talking to one, in the, one another all the time. And, mm-hmm. like, we had nothing else to do. And, like, that's how we became really close. Yeah. Um, so it was an interesting shift. Um, but that, that was nice to be able to have that. Yeah. And I think we've definitely learned a lot about just, like, the ways that each other does stuff. I know that sometimes, like you said, with isolating, there would be mornings where I'm like, hmm. Has Peyton come out of her room yet? <laughs> like, should I see if she's okay? Um, keeping tabs on keep, me. Keeping, keeping tabs, making sure everything's all good. Um, <laughs> she's been fine every time. She. <laughs> um, that's mostly me just being a little bit of an overthinker and just being a little nosy, if I'm being honest. Um, but no, I think it's interesting because I still have three out of my six classes online so Mm -hmm. I haven't fully been able to get back into you know in-person schooling um so I'm really hoping that that'll be something that I get to experience next year but Mm -hmm. even just going back to half of my classes in person has been nice I definitely had a rough start to this semester for a variety of reasons I think one of the big ones like you said was coming back from London and just having a sense of mobility that I don't think either of us had ever experienced before yeah um And just this, like, insane amount of freedom to get up and just have an entire city Mm -hmm. at your doorstep. So just go out and do whatever you want, whenever you want. Um, And, I mean, I have a car. I'm able to go out and do things. But I think there's definitely a difference in the environments. And so 
you're a little less motivated to get out and do things. Um, where we go to college is also freezing cold and is very well known for the amount of snow that they get, <laughs> which makes getting out of your apartment very difficult when there's, yeah. you know, a foot, more than a foot of snow outside your doorstep and the temperatures are in the teens. <laughs> um, definitely makes you want to just curl up in your bed and watch TV all day. Um, but in addition to kind of coming back, I think I personally was going through a decent amount of, you know, just trying to figure out who I am. Like, I know that sounds really cliche, but I think coming back from London, it was a really big shift for me in terms of winter break of really trying to evaluate what I want to do with, you know, my career. Um, I was thinking a lot about transitioning from writing to something more creative with producing. Um, and really trying to figure that out. And then I kept having these conversations about how I don't have hobbies. And so I was on this desperate search to get a hobby. And so I honestly thought that when I came back to college, all of my problems would be solved because then I'd be able to focus on school and everything would kind of fall back into place. And when we moved back, you know, obviously that didn't happen. There's no magical solution. I was still going through a lot of the same things, except the difference was, this time, you know, I didn't have my family around me to distract me or like cook for me or, you know, kind of like alleviate some of those stresses and yeah. like they could do that for me. But then I was here living on my own kind of for the first time, like London counts, but there we had a decent amount of roommates. So there were always people yeah. and obviously like Peyton and I lived together. So Peyton's always here for me too, but it was, um, it was just different and there was a lot going on. And then, you know, I, also, I'm in a long-distance relationship, which having been gone to a completely different country for a, like three months, then you come back for a month, and then you leave again, and you know, it's a lot of back and forth, and it can put a, you know, a little bit of strain on things, and so there were some like communication problems at the very beginning with coming back, and so that was stressful, so it was kind of just like everything at the beginning of the semester like nothing felt like it was clicking the way that it was supposed to you know yeah. I am not a very confrontational person I joke about it but everybody who who knows me knows that I don't actually like arguing with people mm -hmm. um and so to be dealing with that and then feeling kind of like personally stuck um both physically and mentally in terms of like what I want to do and not being able to go places that I wanted to go to and then honestly balancing 18 credits having just taken about 13 credits when I was abroad, it was a big shift. And so there was a lot of like imposter syndrome with like, what am I doing? Why am I in these classes? I am not smart enough to be here. I don't know what's going on. And luckily I was able to, you know, power through it. You know, there were some, some tears shed, some angry conversations, but ultimately I think one of the biggest things that helped me was really focusing on trying something new and I was really lucky to be able to join an organization on campus this semester which was so nerve-wracking because I walked in and all of the people on the executive board were like sophomores and freshmen and I'm a junior second semester junior at that and I was like oh my gosh I can't be a rookie as an upperclassman like this is insane but I stuck to it and I showed up you know to the meetings and as often as I could um, I was a crew member for one of the um, TV shows here on our campus and so I had a really great time getting to know a bunch of new people and learn new skills and I think channeling my energy into something productive like that was really helpful in kind of helping me feel like I was back on the right path. So mm -hmm. I'm happy to say that I'm in a much better place now than I was when we first came back. I think I have yeah. a much stronger idea of 
who I am, what I want to do. Everything with my relationship is totally fine. <laughs> We're back to normal. We've been back to normal, so that's good. And then obviously having Peyton here to help me out along the along the way has been really great too. So I think it's crazy because I feel like I would have, you would think that you would grow more from being abroad, but I truly feel like the majority of my growth in terms of this year did happen this semester, mm -hmm. um, personally yeah. and professionally. So yeah. that's been, I've been really proud of myself in that way and, and mm -hmm. you know I'm, I'm really excited to see what happens in the future. Mm -hmm. Sorry that was a really long rambly thing. No, <laughs> no I, I remember how the beginning of the semester was for you and it was hard for me to see you struggling because usually I'm the one struggling <laughs> and usually you're the one that has to somehow try to provide support to me um, so it was weird seeing those roles being reversed, um, and I was trying to support you through those things, even though they were, a lot of the things you were going through were things that you didn't necessarily have control over, so it's difficult to support, and it's difficult to go through those things, because there's no, like, solution yeah. at hand, um, so I'm definitely glad that you're like in a happier, more like hopeful position now because that sucked because you're definitely like the positive, happy-go-lucky person <laughs> out of the two of us. So I was like, we cannot afford for two depressed people to be living in this apartment together. That is my job. <laughs> no, it was honestly having Peyton to talk to. I remember there was one morning where I think I texted her and was like, can, do you, are you free? Like, can you talk? And she came in my room and I ranted and like probably cried for a good hour, hour and a half. We all know I love to talk. So I was just rambling. I was so upset about this like thing that had happened. And I was like, everything's going to be messed up. What am I going to do? I don't know what I'm doing. Everything's going wrong. And honestly, just having somebody to sit there and listen can be really powerful sometimes. I know that. Yeah. You know, everybody's different. Some people like hearing solutions and want somebody to provide answers to the problems that they're explaining. Mm -hmm. Other times, for me personally, I think a lot of the times what's really helpful for me is just knowing that somebody's there to listen. Yeah. Because I think a lot of the times I can usually kind of work through a solution on my own. I just need to vent about it first and kind of get all my feelings out in the open and really kind of talking through them helps me understand how I'm even feeling because yeah. I think sometimes when I'm in my head I can get way too um, confused. I yeah. confuse myself to the point where I don't even know what emotion I'm feeling. So yeah. having somebody that's able to listen and allow me to kind of work through that on my on my own but still you know be actively listening and kind of offer that support. Um, yeah, I can't explain how helpful or like how grateful I was to have that because it, it really did help a lot mm -hmm. and it was funny to be to have me be the one that was you know upset because you're right I feel like the two of us I do try to be the positive one that's always like you know see the bright side and things and not in like a toxic positivity way but in a no. genuine like okay what how can we look at this how can we reframe the situation yeah okay, so this bad thing happened, what can we do now to, to do something better in the future? Like, yeah. I'm always kind of trying to think in that way. Yeah. And so for me to be the one that was like, everything is wrong, <laughs> and not see yeah. any sort of positive spin, it, it was yeah. different. No, your positivity is 
genuine. You're not you're not like a fake positive person by any means. And I do recognize that because we've talked about this before, considering it's been like the two of us living together for a while and us being each other's like sole in-person support system, I think it can be difficult, uh, especially for you to have to, to feel like you have to like support me a lot because I will be honest, I, I've talked about this before a little bit, but I do struggle with my mental health. I have depression and it's difficult to be close to someone in your life that struggles with their mental health and especially living with them. Um, I think when you live with somebody that struggles with mental health, you can become much more aware of how their mental illness is like impacting them every day, how it like actually looks for them. So I'm aware that that can be like a difficult task for you to have to like feel like you need to be there for me and like support me a lot. Um, So I am grateful that you do that voluntarily because I do not want to make anybody feel like a burden. So I'm very aware of, you know, how my mental health affects me. Um, But I think we have found a good healthy balance of, you know, opening up to one another and asking one another if if we're in the right place to listen mm-hmm. um, or, you know, help one another. Uh, I think we've figured out how to do that so that we're not putting a lot of pressure on each other, like straining um, one another in that way. Uh, so I feel like we've worked out how to do that and I'm grateful that you do that for me. So I, yeah, I wanted to like, you know, try and be there for you as much as I can because I know how much you're there for me. So, yeah. And like, you're never a burden. I will always (laughs) be there to listen. And I think something, especially with living with each other for, for as long as we have now, I think it's been a learning experience for me and kind of figuring out, you know, the ways that I can support you best because I think, you know, I mean, you have, it's something you have to learn. And if you have never been exposed to that before, it's going to take a minute to understand, you know, what other people need. And that doesn't go for, that goes for friendships, that goes for relationships, that goes for, you know, all sorts of different Mm -hmm. parts of collaborating with other people. Um, And I, I think you're right. I think this semester, especially we've gotten to a point where, not that we weren't good at this before, but I think especially now we're really good at understanding what the other person needs and kind of knowing when to when to ask, you know, hey, I think we need to talk about this. Yeah. I, I think we need to have a conversation versus when it's mm-hmm. like, no, I'm going to let them have their space. They need the time alone. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we don't get it right all the time. but Or maybe yeah. I don't get it right all the time. Cause no. Sometimes I'll come <laughs> to Peyton and be like, hey, are you okay? Like, you've seemed a little off lately. And I just want to make sure that things are all right or that you know that you can talk to me. And sometimes she's completely fine and I definitely just misread it. She's just been in her room and that's it. And then other times, you know, we do sit down and have a conversation. And so mm-hmm. finding that that balance has been really good for both of us. Yeah, I think having our own separate spaces has allowed for that balance mm-hmm. to work. 
because I think I struggled living in close quarters with other people, not just you, because I've obviously had other roommates. I just struggle living in close quarters with people because when I am having, you know, bad moments or something, I know that I need to be alone. Yeah. And I wasn't able to have that. And so I think having my own space allowed me to be on my own and like think through my thoughts and have that time that I need. And it was difficult for me to work through that when, you know, always being around other people. But then at the same time, I think it was, um, it allowed me to also like forcibly isolate myself when I should have been like getting out of my room Mm -hmm. because that's more beneficial for me. That was one of the things that I appreciated about being in London, the fact that I was forced to leave every single day, and there was this wonderful city outside, it definitely helped my mental health. And then meanwhile, I'm here in a city where there's not a lot of exciting things happening, and like I have my own room. So, but I think this semester has allowed us to both just somehow get closer to one another, even though we've been so close for these past couple of years, but I'm definitely grateful for that. Yeah, I think the growth that we've had with like our friendship and our individual growth has really shown a lot. Yeah. Um, I will say one area that I still need to grow a lot in, cooking. I <laughs> still, still don't like cooking. So I'm working on it. I've tried some new recipes. I can now cook shrimp alfredo. I took pictures when I made it. I was very proud of myself. It was a really big deal. Um, But, you know, do I still eat, like, Lucky Charms for dinner and buttered bow tie pasta? Yes. I don't even know how you can eat that. It's, you know, I've been told that it's flavorless, which it's not flavorful. (laughs) It just, it's food. And it, I can be full from eating a bowl of it, and it takes 10 minutes. That's the big thing. I don't like cooking things that take a long time to cook. I feel like if I can make something in less than 30 minutes, that is the goal. Yeah. I also I... always forget to take out meat. And, like, <laughs> I'll think of something that I want to make. Like, oh, I could have spaghetti with meat sauce. Or, oh, it'd be great to have chicken with rice. But guess who didn't take out the chicken or the beef to make either of those things? me so then i'm left with you know very limited options that's the perk of being a vegan i don't have to worry about that (laughs) true yeah but also i've noticed that the like the mom in me has come out and living here i feel like i am i i'm 21 years old and i feel like mom i she does have some mom tendencies yeah i feel like that has definitely come out i love cooking i've always loved cooking I'll cook, like, whatever, whenever I enjoy doing it. Um, I feel like the control freak in me has also come out as well. I have found... We talked about my fears last week. I think maybe a newfound fear of mine has been germs. Oh, guess who said germs last week and didn't get a point? Me. But I don't know if it's... But I can't label myself as a germaphobe. I feel like that's offensive to actual germaphobes. I'm just saying, the girl is afraid of germs. Not I'm, to the extent of a germaphobe, but I, she is more afraid I of them. I think I just am becoming a little bit more of a clean freak. I think it's because 
You know what I fear? I think I fear a lack of control. If we want to get to the root oh, cause, we can go problem, there, and I think that would be accurate. That's probably that's probably what it is. And I feel like my space is one of the few things that I can control. But then at the same, it's so conflicting because then at the same time, my depression doesn't allow me to be like fully organized and clean all the time. But then I get into like these random like spurts of like. I need, I need to, clean to clean everything. Yes. Now. It's like a manic episode that I have at like midnight. And I'm like, okay, I need to clean my entire room now. And you can't go to bed until you do. No. And I feel bad sometimes because there would be moments where Peyton would just kind of randomly, to, to me, it would seem like such a random time to start cleaning the apartment. And she'd start cleaning it. I'm like, oh, I was going to do the bathroom like this weekend. But it's like, you know, a Tuesday night. And Peyton's like, I have to clean. I only clean Sunday nights. I clean is it only Sunday nights? I clean Sunday nights. Okay. I For some reason, I thought that she cleaned at other points in time. Anyways. Well, I mean, I do clean daily. I mean, I wash my dishes. I well, clean the counters. Yeah. We both do that. Yeah. I just am like, oh, don't give me that. <laughs> I wash my dishes. I do yeah, wash, wash my dishes. dishes. And I wipe down the countertops so that there aren't crumbs from my bagels. Okay. No, um, yeah. I, I clean every Sunday night. I feel like that's when a lot of people clean Sundays. I just clean towards the night because if we're like out and about on Sunday, if we're like out doing laundry or whatever, going and running errands, then if like we track dirt back into the house, what was the point of me cleaning in the morning? And I'm usually, I feel like we, my family always, it was like a, why do I feel like Saturday morning? Like Mm -hmm. it was always like a morning thing. So I know for me when it comes to like cleaning my room or like dishes and laundry, I'm always doing that. Like I'm off on Fridays. So if I have to do stuff like that, I typically will try to do it Friday morning. And then that's when I'll do like a deep clean of stuff because that's just when I'm used to doing it. About it, Like when I think of like weekend nights, especially Sunday nights, I'm definitely not thinking about cleaning. That's usually my time to like get last minute homework things done or like well, yeah, relax. Me too. And so then I'm like, oh, I already cleaned, you know, Friday, Saturday. And like, that's when I kind of got yeah. everything done. So it's been interesting to kind of take the things that we, the habits that we had from home and bring them here and adapt them. Yeah. And even just like little ways of, of doing things and kind of being like, okay, like I'm used to doing it this way. You're used to doing it that way. What can we compromise on so that we're both happy with yeah. it? Mm-hmm. I think learning to compromise has been important because I realized that I have been a bit of a control freak and I need to let certain parts of that go for my own well-being. It's okay. I think we have our control freak comes out in different ways. Yeah. It manifests manifests itself in different aspects of our lives. Yeah. I feel like I can track the different phases of my life through like characters on friends i think over the course of my life like different phases have related to a different friends character that is not where i thought you were going with this i'm intrigued i think that i'm in the phase of my life where i'm monica from friends and she like you didn't watch friends i did not know this but like anyone who's watched friends knows that monica is like the quintessential type a character and she is like an 
absolute clean freak. She has like 12 different types of towels in her bathroom for different people. And she cleans everything a really specific way. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going through the Monica phase of my life. Oh my goodness. Like I thought I was a Chandler for a while, which I was. Now I'm going through a Monica phase. I'm trying to think of the new girl equivalent of those characters. So you'd be having a Schmidt phase if you're Monica. I can't, I don't If anybody wants to, I was gonna say comment down below, but this is not a YouTube video. So if anybody <laughs> wants to comment on our Instagram when we post this episode, yeah. I think New Girl is supreme. I would, I, I bet it is maybe a better show, but Friends is much more iconic than New Girl. I anyway. Mean, but, like, the archetypes of Friends characters are, like, legendary. Even though I know the show's kind of problematic, it's my comfort show. I was going to say, I think the same characters exist on New Girl. It's New Girl's basically a, a modern, more diverse version of Friends. Yeah. So, like, I if I have this understood correctly, this is also a complete tangent. So, don't mind us. But I think you give a... Wait, so your Monica would be my Schmidt... I'm doing this purely for myself. Um, your Phoebe is the one that's kind of like that's Winston. Uh, Rachel is like shopaholic, like kind of. Uh, at the beginning, she's like kind of self-centered and like spoiled. Maybe Cece. It doesn't super relate, but I'll I'll say Cece for now. Ross is just an asshole. So annoying. Can't stand him. So full of himself. He's a paleontologist. <laughs> well, he can't be Nick. I love Nick Miller. <laughs> um, oh, he's such an asshole. Joey is like the ladies' man, you know. Oh, then maybe these don't have perfect parallels. See? I don't know. Anyway, new girl wins. <laughs> new girl wins. Nick Miller is a Chicago Bears fan. The show wins. <laughs> it wins. Um, but anyway, back to our college life, because that's what we're actually here to talk about. Yeah. Um, I also feel like this past semester, I really did not enjoy most of my classes. No, no, she did not, and I, I got to hear about it. Yeah. All I, the time. <laughs> I feel, and it makes me upset, because I'm at the point in my academic career where I should be able to take classes that are classes I genuinely love and enjoy for your major and I've just the classes that I was in this semester I, I did not like them some of them were because of the people in the classes that just made them insufferable and I and I would literally be in in certain classes and nobody would talk at all and the, and this would be a class it was like a smaller class discussion based and it was class. discussion based yeah you have to talk to be in this class and no one would ever speak and of course i i've had this professor before so i felt more comfortable around them so like i would be the one to like raise my hand because i like felt bad and i'd be the only one talking and i hated it and it bothered me um yeah i just didn't really love a lot of my classes which sucks because i'm obviously here to learn and i like you know my majors so it I don't know. I feel like that kind of like ruins a lot of your experience if you're just not really feeling your classes. And I definitely wasn't, especially I was so like spoiled last semester with my classes, like 
Don't even say that you were spoiled. She hated her London okay. classes. I hate, hated them. I hated them. But at least I was going to museums and seeing shows. Shakespeare shows, yeah. So, like, at least I was able to go out and do cool stuff. That made up for the fact that they suck. <laughs> and I was also in London. But I'm just saying, like, these classes here... There, there was nothing. We weren't going to shows afterwards to make up for it. No, nah, you weren't going to the National Gallery on a Wednesday. No, like yes, I hated them, but at least we were doing cool stuff. These classes, they were just, they were not the vibe. I'm also a little disappointed because I'm also not that excited for my schedule next semester either. But hey, you know what? I, yeah, I'll say I did get lucky. I think this semester my classes really. Kind of pushed me um to write better think more think more critically about certain things um so it's been a good semester in that sense and i i am lucky i think i have a pretty nice schedule next semester with the exception of a science class it was my last science <laughs> yeah. class that i will have to take at this university and i could not be more happy to have it be the final one but outside of that i like the rest of my schedule yeah. but i did want to pivot real quick and talk about um, kind of circle back to internships and how we were talking about that a couple weeks ago because I would like to say that this semester Really made me realize that I need to step it up in terms of like, you know resume and, and networking and yeah. LinkedIn, you know, I think I had thought that I was doing an okay job and that's exactly what I was doing I was doing an okay job at a decent resume at an okay LinkedIn profile and from my conversation with career services that I mentioned a few weeks ago, I realized that if I want to get an internship, if I want to get a job, I was going to have to step it up. Mm -hmm. And you know, sometimes in a way it was a bit of a hard pill to swallow because it, it really opened my eyes and made me realize like, okay, yeah, no, there is a, a valid reason why you're not getting, why, why you were getting rejected from these jobs that you wanted. It's because you thought that you were doing enough and you weren't. And that's okay to recognize. And I'm so happy that I recognize it now as a junior rather than as a senior trying to get mm -hmm. a full-time job. Um, but I do wanna tell people like, it is really important to invest a lot of time. I went in after that conversation and completely scrapped my old resume, right? I had the bare bones of what a resume should be and I needed to add all of the, all, all of the things that make it worth reading. You know, I had, yeah, what is it? What do people say? You have to add the meat and potatoes. And truly, that's what I did. So I took what I had, and I basically made an entirely new resume template. I went on Canva. I pulled aspects from different resumes that I liked, found a way to combine them all on a in a format, in a template that I liked that was purely me. Mm -hmm. And I literally, I sat down, I agonized over font sizes. I was showing Peyton about the hierarchy of like my font choices in terms of what should be bold, what should be capitalized, yep. font sizing, the wording for each of the descriptions that I had for my jobs, you know, how many skills I should include, what skills I should include. And I honestly, it's, I'm not even gonna say that it sucked because I actually was happy to do it because I knew that I was bettering myself for the future. Yeah. But I know that it can be really tedious and annoying to sit down and do that. Mm -hmm. But you really do have to invest the time. And I yep. just applied to another internship. I'm crossing my fingers. I really hope that I get it. Mm -hmm. And obviously, you know, we'll, we'll keep you updated. But we talk about, you know, people don't talk about the how. 
And mm -hmm. the first step to even getting an internship is making sure that you have as bulletproof of a resume as possible. Yeah. And then when I finished, I showed it to a professor, I sent it back to career services for edits. And I think that, again, as tedious as these things are to do, these are the things that are gonna help you succeed. Yeah. Like you have to genuinely put in the time in order to see the results. And if I'm being honest with myself, I didn't put enough time in. I thought that I did. And at the time I was, I was putting in time, mm -hmm. but now redoing this process all over again, it showed me that I needed to spend way more time yeah. on my resume than I had before. Yeah. And this is only one component of it. I spent all morning this morning revamping my LinkedIn page. I would love to make a website with my portfolio. Mm -hmm. There's a lot that goes into into these things and yeah. they always talk about building a personal brand and it's something that I've taken it, I've, I've heard it, but I haven't really applied it to my life yet and I'm just now realizing how important it is to do that. So I'll mm -hmm. be happy to keep everybody updated on how that goes and mm -hmm. Cause it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot, mm -hmm. and it can be very stressful and annoying. But yeah. it's just something that you have to do. Yeah. While I didn't really love a lot of my classes this semester, I f I feel like I took one of the most important classes um, in my time here, and it was called interviewing, which is like so broad. And I thought it would just involve us genuinely learning how to like do a good interview. Uh, and it ended up being an entire course that was, like, focused on, like, amplifying our own brand, essentially. Mm -hmm. And so we had to work on our resume, our LinkedIn. We had to write cover letters. We had to do, like, networking interviews with people. We had to, we had to make our own website, like, all of this stuff. And I'm going to be honest, I didn't do any of that before this semester. I was very much so procrastinating a lot of that because I really didn't know what I wanted to do. And I was really scared to start doing those things because I felt like I didn't have anything to offer. Like if I, if I was going to write a resume, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to put on it. So, or like a website, I didn't know what I was going to do. So I'm really grateful that I took this class because it forced me to do all of those things because we had deadlines, because they were assignments. So I was forced to do all of that. And then we had our professor, you know, teaching us what to do and what not to do. And this professor also works in career services. So she is literally like looking at resumes all the time and hiring people. So she knows what stands out, what looks good, what doesn't. And so it was really, really great to have her insight and have her as like a mentor through that whole process. So I'm really grateful that I took that and I would advise people if there's a course at your university like that, take advantage of it. I didn't know that a course like that existed here. And there are people from all different majors that are in this class. And it's really, it's really great. I feel like everybody in that class can benefit from it. And then we also are able to give each other feedback about different things. So that has genuinely been really helpful for me. And it forced me to get a lot of that stuff done. And in a way, I, I realize I definitely do have a lot more to offer than I thought. Like when I had to sit down and like make my resume and make my website, I gained a little bit more confidence in myself because I was able to see 
like in the flesh what I have done and I don't know I felt a little more hopeful about what I have to offer um you know it really kind of lit a fire under me to like keep looking at jobs and keep looking at internships and really kind of figure out what I want to do I'm grateful that I had to like network with people so that I could genuinely start reaching out and like thinking about what I want to do in the future so it was really helpful for me if you don't have a course like that at your university like McKenna said most universities they obviously have a career services department so go to them that's their job they're supposed to help you with all of those things and they can literally step by step walk you through our university has services where like you can do mock interviews with people i have to do that i think that's really helpful to get experience doing something like that people can go and look at your resumes they can help you write cover letters all of those things and i think it's crazy because it's so easy to overlook that these services exist uh-huh. or just think that oh i don't have time for that and i think and a lot of the times like sure you get the emails but they're emails that everybody just kind of glances over and mm-hmm. moves on to the next one and i feel like a course like the one that you're in now would be it should be mandatory i yeah. feel like I, it's something it's stuff that we're all going to need as professionals moving mm-hmm. forward and so to have those those tangible skills that you can physically show people, I have this website, yeah. I have this LinkedIn page, yeah. um, is really important. And I think a lot of the times we don't even recognize the resources that our colleges mm-hmm. and universities have. And so you can't even take advantage of them, take advantage of them if you don't yeah. know that they exist. Yeah. And so this semester, taking advantage of it for the first time has been truly yeah. life-changing. Yeah, it's been really Eye-opening. helpful. <laughs> Eye-opening, not life-changing. Yeah. <laughs> It's been really helpful. I, it, for me, it was so much more than just like getting this stuff done and making sure that my stuff looks nice. It really did help me figure out how to better communicate who I am and what I'm capable of doing, which I felt kind of insecure about before the semester. If someone were to ask me like what I want to do or what I see myself doing or What I've done in the past, I don't think I would have been able to like properly communicate that in an eloquent way. And so this class helped me do that. So I feel more confident in myself. I feel a lot better now that I've been forced to apply to internships and get all of this stuff done. Um, It's never too late to start doing these things. No, not at all. I felt like I was really far behind, but then I noticed there were a bunch of people that were in the same grade as me in that class, and they hadn't done anything either. So I felt better about myself, and yeah, it's better late than never. And you can always keep updating your resume and your LinkedIn and, you know, keep learning all of those skills. I think they're really imperative that people, you know, learn. Yeah, I agree. And it makes me feel a lot better going into senior year, feeling a little bit more prepared in that way. And so, mm-hmm. I'm like I said, I'm really excited. I think yeah. I am doing this podcast has changed my life. You know, I feel like in the past I've thought of ideas like this and I've never really followed them through because I've been too scared. And so to have this be such a big part of my semester and my, you know, day-to-day, week-to-week activities has been huge for me. Yeah. Um, and really pushing myself to 
to get out there and try something new and do something different um, has been really important. So I'm excited to keep doing this. We have big plans to build like a studio and we want to have a video component and we want to continue to be active on social media. And we just have so many, you know, ideas for the future purely in terms of this podcast and then extending that to other facets of our life. I... I'm really excited to get more involved in the TV show that I worked for this semester. I would love to take on, you know, a bigger role in the future. I think that coming Mm -hmm. in as a crew member has been amazing to kind of learn all of the behind the scenes aspects of production. And so to be able to get a bit more responsibility moving forward, I think that that would be something that I'd be really happy to do. Um, Looking forward to my classes. I feel like, you know, as a senior, we'll obviously be taking classes that relate directly to our major with the exception of science class. (laughs) Um, But I'm really excited. Um, I'm taking a journalism class next semester that is so focused on the industry in terms of like editing. And I'm such a nerd. I love editing. So I I really hope, (laughs) I I think that one will go well. You know, maybe I'll come in. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe I'll come back in a couple months and be like, this class is so difficult. But for now, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. And then honestly, reuniting with a bunch of friends. We've We've both had friends who have been abroad so we were abroad now they're abroad haven't seen them in like a year at this point I've had friends who I haven't seen since March of 2020 and we're finally all going to be back in the same place so there's just there's a lot to look forward to and you know hopefully we both land internships um we're still keeping our fingers crossed hoping Mm -hmm. for the best there so yeah 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 make some money over the summer yeah that too (laughs) in all honesty this podcast definitely gave me a bit more purpose in my life I feel like I used to have a lot of different things going on that I was super passionate about whether it be some organization that I'm in or I don't know, some project I'm working on or just like different activities like dancing or playing tennis or whatever I used to do. Um, And I think that I have like lost my interest and my passion in a lot of those different things over the past few years. And I think my depression has had something to do with that. Not to constantly bring that up, but it is a part of my life and we're making this podcast to be real and honest. So that genuinely has kind of dulled my passion for a lot of the things I used to be really passionate about. And I think that's what I've struggled with through my entire college experience, finding that like one thing that I'm really driven for and that I'm like really ambitious towards. And I haven't felt that in a while. And I just kind of like, settled into the fact that like eh, I may never really experience that again and whatever internship or job I get it'll just be like okay and I'll just kind of coast through it and I'll be fine as long as I'm like making some coin that's okay but making this podcast it reignited like passion and drive in me that I haven't had in a very long time And I'm really grateful that I'm able to experience that in something again, because that was something that was really lacking in my life. And I kind of forgot what that has felt like. And so it's, it's made me just feel better about myself because I have to, you know, work on this every single week. We have to, you know, meet certain timelines and different deadlines. And, you know, we have these goals that we're trying to reach. And so 
it's made me feel like I have much more of a routine and I have something that I'm constantly working towards. So I'm really appreciative that we actually like went through with this idea and it's like actually become a thing. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm just really appreciative to have this and it's given me something to be really passionate about and I really love doing it. Um, so I think that really has shaped my semester experience um, because the rest of my time in college never really experienced a passion like that. So I'm grateful for that. Next semester, I'm looking forward to hopefully doing some of the things that I used to do like pre-pandemic, aka just freshman year. Mm -hmm. But I want to join a dance organization I was a part of freshman year again which I'm looking forward to I'm gonna be her stage mom at the show I'm so excited yeah I'm really excited to do that that is something that I desperately need in my life I need to like get out and do something that I love I love dancing um we know I know I have to bring <laughs> that up every week now it's like my shtick mm -hmm. um and I do want to do some like actual like volunteer stuff next Semester, I forgot how much I love doing community service work. I used to do a bunch of that in high school and middle school. So I want to be affiliated with something like that again because that's just a really great thing to be a part of. So I definitely want to start trying to get back to my old self again and say screw it to my yeah. depression. <laughs> I'm here for it. So, yeah, I feel like it has been... A good semester overall I feel like that we've both grown individually mm -hmm. and together as friends and roommates and now co-hosts of a podcast yeah so that's really cool yeah I think I'm honestly I'm really proud of us yeah I really am and it sounds so cheesy and kind of dumb but I am I really am mm -hmm. proud of us and all that we've done and I'm excited for the future excited mm -hmm. for yeah, just everything that's going to come. So, mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe this is a good place to wrap up. Yeah. Um, thank you guys so much for listening and being yeah. a part of this um, journey with us. We mm -hmm. hope that, you know, you, you've been able to gain something from it so far um, and have yeah. maybe enjoyed tuning in each week. Mm -hmm. um, we know that we have, obviously. Um, so bear with us as we get used to a new format in terms of our recording process and mm -hmm. we still plan to upload on Sundays, um, but if anything changes, you'll be the first to know. Yep. Um, but yeah, just bear with us as we get our bearings straight now that we're no longer going to be in the same apartment, same yeah. state. Um, but we, again, thank you so much for listening and can't wait to see you again next week. As always, follow us on Instagram at notagirlbosspod, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.